Hello, hello, hello. Hello. It is Friday. It is our day. We're we're doing something different today. We normally do the podcast live on Facebook, but we're switching it up, ladies. We are switching it up. Today we're doing a live podcast um, episode right here on the platform. Um, so you guys can come and join in and you guys can ask questions, leave a comment, concern. Um, and you guys can be a part of this conversation because tonight's episode is going to be so good, especially because we are in this relationship series. Is it worth the wait, right? And a lot of us are waiting. A lot of us are waiting, trusting God, believing God that he is going to um, align us, right? And, 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 and and allow us to come across or allow our husbands to find us because he who findeth a wife, he findeth a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And we want to be that good thing. But we also got to understand what is a good thing in demand because it's not one sided. You know, even though scripture says he who findeth a wife find a good thing. But how many of us know that it's not just a wife who should be a good thing. The husband should be a good thing as well. He should be a blessing as well to us. And so I did. Um, I decided that today we really need to revisit I think maybe in the first season I spoke about don't ignore the red flags but I just think it's so important because it's something that's been coming up in my life in particular as I've been you know doing taking inventory of my past relationships kind of the pattern what has been the theme what has been the thing that I had that um maybe done, you know, wrong every time. One thing that I is resounding, one thing that I can't get away from is I ignored the red flags. And so I just want to welcome everybody who's all joining in the room. Don't be shy here on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee. Welcome, welcome to all my queens. Thank you for joining. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Each and every listen means the world to me it all the support means the world to me so i just want to thank you let you know sis you are worthy you are worthy you are worthy and i'm so excited for today's episode so excited to get some input you guys can leave a comment of course you can um join in on the call and um you can also be live on the podcast as well so it's going to be good tonight we're talking about is it worth the wait don't ignore red flags Hear me again. Don't ignore the red flags. So in my journey, right, um, of, of seeking and desiring relationship romantically, wanting to, you know, have a boo, you know, wanting to have a bae, all of these things, right, um, I found myself, especially before I truly really dedicated my life to Christ and got serious about my walk, I found myself just kind of being in a situation where I just, for lack of better terms, I just took whatever, right? So a guy, he could be, you know, attractive, you know, um, I could be interested in him for whatever reason. Um, he may, he may have met a couple of the things on, um, that I may was looking for in a guy. He approached me, whatever. And a lot of times we start talking, you know, that's normally how it go, right? You start talking. 
And then in that, the the first thing in my mind always, I can't speak for nobody else, but the first thing always in my mind is like, is he the one? Because there was always a desire to be a wife. I never really wanted to be a girlfriend. And to be honest, I don't know how. Like every relationship I've ever been in, I've always taken the role as a wife. I've always did too much, gave too much. I've always um, been just really in the role where a wife plays, right? Doing everything for him, cooking, cleaning, you know, washing clothes, running errands, making his appointments, taking care of his business, all of these things really, which is our, which are wife responsibilities. But because I don't know, that's all, that's so innate in me. I don't know how to be anything else. I just continue to operate in that. And so I just always gave so much early on, like, because the goal for me, my heart was always, I need to show him how much I love him. I need to show him how much I'm interested. I need to give him this so he can, in turn, see me. And so I found myself doing that. And as I went along in that journey, um, early on, a lot of the times, there will start to be red flags, okay? Um, it don't take long if we honest with ourselves, ladies, you know, we could be honest, especially those of us who are Christians, who have discernment, the discerning of spirits, who should be praying, you know, <laughs> prior to um, trying to get in a relationship or even considering getting into a relationship with somebody. But I'm going to be honest to say I didn't always pray. And that's how I ended up in the, in the place that I ended up in. And um, a lot of times I didn't pray because I didn't want to hear the Lord tell me no, right? Because I wanted what I wanted. I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be pursued. I wanted to be chosen. Mm, that That's it right there. I wanted to be chosen. So for me, the idea that what if God said he's not the one, I didn't want to go through that. I didn't want to accept that. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to receive it. So a lot of times I didn't pray in the beginning, right? Because how many of us know that Prayer should be our lifestyle. We should always be praying and we should be proactive in prayer, meaning we should pray first instead of acting. And then when the bottom falls out, then we're reactive and we go into prayer. That usually was my pattern. And so, you know, when the red flags would come up, um, when I would be, you know, in this relationship or um, dating, if you will, um, a guy. It was always so it was just so easy for me to look over the red flag, right? Um, and even just giving just, I love here on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth, we keep it hot, honest, open, and transparent, um, because that's the only way we're going to be able to redefine our words, be honest with ourselves, get free, and stop repeating the same cycles and patterns. If you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, that is insanity. And we don't want to, as redefined women, we don't walk in insanity. We, we walk in truth, right? And so we want to redefine our words, reframe our relationships. We really want to get in that life we desire. We all have an idea in our mind, a dream, a vision of what we want our life to be. But what are we doing to actually what steps are we taking to actually obtain that life, right? And so just to give a real life example, um, I was in a relationship. I um, started in 2017, got with this guy. Um, I've talked about this 
quite often between the first and second seasons. Here we are on season three. Um, but you know, we got together and to think about it with him, he was very familiar because we had dated prior. We had dated in our youth. And so it was somebody I immediately thought I could trust. I didn't consider that that 18 years that was between the time we were last together and to the time we crossed paths again, I really should have been trying to just to evaluate that and examine that to see you know how has he changed how has he evolved is he the same person of course he shouldn't be right because that's 18 years that's almost two decades but I went in head first how many of us ladies can just attest to you know sometimes you just meet somebody you kind of just you just you just fall in right you just go in head first you don't really do a lot of thinking you know you just kind of lead with your heart lead with your feelings lead with your emotions and you find yourself in a situation well that was what I was where I was at found myself in a situation with this guy you know I really allowed myself to open up way too quick I didn't really have no boundaries. I didn't have my guard up like I should have. And I really just allowed myself to be so vulnerable and so open to where I just was so clouded, right? I was so clouded by my feelings and emotions. And really, I shouldn't have even allowed myself to entertain him because I had just recently got out of a relationship, like only some months before we met or we um, reconnected. And so I needed time to heal. I really needed time to heal. I really needed time to work on myself and to become whole and to, you know, deal with some of these wounds and some of the issues that I have from that relationship and from my past relationships and things of that nature. So I had no business trying to even deal with anybody on a romantic level but hey a lot of the times when we're walking in brokenness right and we're walking and we're wounded and we're bleeding all over the place we're um we're thinking that outside things is what's going to help fill the void so for me I figured maybe you know this could be the one this could be that relationship maybe this is the answer to you know this uh insecurity that I'm feeling this low self-esteem that I'm feeling this rejection that I'm feeling this abandonment that I'm feeling right this 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 wound that I need to be healed from maybe this would be the answer that I'm looking for so I allow myself to get back into a relationship knowing that I was going to bring my own brokenness because I wasn't healed not even considering what trauma, what experience, what brokenness he could have been bringing in to the bring it to the table from his, you know, from the things he had gone through. But when we're emotional, right, and we're not healed, we don't necessarily think logically. We're normally thinking with our emotions. And so in that, I just, like I said, I went ahead first, got into it, got just totally open. I was totally smitten from the beginning. And um, that was just a recipe for disaster, if I'm honest. It really was. And so early on, there was red flags. Early on, there was red flags. Um, even literally a person coming to me that never, ever says anything to me about uh, a guy that I could be talking to. Not that I had talked to many guys because I hadn't. But even if I was talking to somebody or if there was someone that was liking me or whatever, <clears throat> this individual who I was really, really close with never said anything about nobody. And so I really should have thought about that and really took that into consideration, but I didn't. So what I did was he came, 
this is a person that I know care about me, got my best interest at heart. You know, this person I is we're close. This is a person that I should have been really open to listening to. But because I wanted what I wanted, I wasn't even trying to hear what they were saying. And he came to me personally and he said, listen, he like, listen, Nelly, don't do it. This no, dude, no, don't. He's bad news. I'm telling you. And he got to telling me, you know, X, Y and Z about the guy. And I just listen, listen. Sisters, this is why I got to say this, because sometimes we think we just we got it all figured out. Sometimes we just want what we want so bad that we're not even open to hearing somebody else's wisdom, somebody on the outside looking in, someone else who may actually know something or can discern something. Because we, we are so, you know, just overtaken with this this um this idea and this desire of this this thing that we want so much we want this person to be the one we want a relationship we want to be happy all of these things that we ignore the red flags and we ignore the people who are speaking out of love and somewhere in our heart we allow ourselves to think oh they hating how can somebody that you trust and you love for anything else who can speak on anything else but when they come to speak on this this situation or this person and they're and they're telling you something not just being like condemning or judging or not just saying something because they hate it because or they mad or anything but you you know this person and you know this person wouldn't say anything especially concerning um a relationship if if it wasn't something that was true right um we, we sometimes our emotions can just get the best of us. That's why we shouldn't trust our emotions. And so I just shut him down. You know, I wasn't open to listening to him. I just made excuses like, nah, you know, I know him. We used to be together. Nah, I don't know about all that. And da, 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 da. And so I ignored it. And then, um, after that, it was plenty more red flags, plenty. Um, you know, just even with his movements, the guy that I was dating, even his movements, even his inconsistency, right? He wasn't consistent. Um, you know, he wouldn't keep his word all the time. He would tell me he was going to do something and not do it. He would tell me he was going to come and not show up. You know, there were times he would just get MIA. He wouldn't answer his phone. He wouldn't text me back. Um, there was times that he would literally just like ghost me. And but be active on social media, and we were friends on social media. Sis, those are red flags. Those anytime a man isn't consistent, that's a red flag. Anytime he's not a man of his word, that's a red flag. If he if he tell you he gonna do something and don't do it, you know, like if he just get ghost you, or every time it get, it get a certain time of the day, every time it get night, or every time you know it's whatever, he just all of a sudden he disappear, he can't be found, you know, that's a red flag. Or if he just ghost you for no reason, he don't give you no explanation, he don't communicate with you, and then they but you see he ain't not wrong with him because you see him on social media or you see him out and about. Those are red flags. That's letting you know his character. But I think when we're when we're not taught properly about relationships and how we should go about relationships and the type of person, the characteristics that we should be looking for in a man that are truly important, we don't understand, right? We don't know. So I didn't know because I didn't understand the value and and, and, and consistency. I didn't understand the value of a man being a man of his word. I didn't understand the value of a man being available. I didn't understand the value of a man communicating. 
And so what I did, I ignored the red flags, even though I would be frustrated, my feelings would be hurt, you know, I would even, you know, say something to him about him disappearing or him not coming when he said he would. And sometimes to be, you know, if I'm honest, like, sis, we gonna, because we gonna get free today. Whoever get on this live or whoever listens to this episode, since my goal is for us to be free because we need to break off of these, uh, all of these um, false expectations or false realities or ignorance or lack of knowledge of not understanding what it is we really need to look for, what it is that we really need to desire in a man, especially a man of God. What is the character of the man we need? What does that look like? You know, and not overlooking certain things because yes, there are some things that are minute and things that you can compromise, but there are some non-negotiables and we're supposed to be able to set, not settle and say, oh, well, at least, and just because we just feel like, well, maybe I can't get nobody else, or I don't want to start over, we settle, and we accept these things, and that's, you know, we living in turmoil, right, and so I just, sometimes I wouldn't say nothing, I would be so hurt internally, I would be so just offended, right, and I would be so sad, but I was so afraid to say that, I was so afraid to say something because I was afraid he would leave me, but see, that's, that's a, that's an issue with me, that's a heart issue I got, right, I'm so insecure, I was so insecure, and I was so fragile that I just, looked at myself as my feelings didn't matter or or what was hurting me didn't matter or what it was I really needed didn't matter because I didn't want him to get upset because I didn't want him to leave me because I had a pattern of people using manipulation and calling it love and so for me a lot of the times I just I just would look it over but it would torment me you know when I'm at home by myself and I didn't say anything and now I'm thinking like oh is he with someone else oh he must got another woman oh maybe he don't love me oh maybe he don't think I'm attractive but so now I'm being tormented in my mind because I didn't speak I didn't use my voice right and so again I was ignoring not even the red flags but I was even ignoring how I felt I was ignoring how I felt. I was ignoring what I needed. I was ignoring, you know, the, 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 my own heart because I was so desperate. And so one thing that I find that we, that is a common denominator when we constantly are ignoring red flags is desperation. And that desperation comes from our low self-esteem. It comes from our brokenness because we have been so disappointed, so let down, you know, maybe, you know, we have, you know, just had felt relationship after felt relationship. Maybe, you know, we have some external things physically where we don't feel good about ourselves. Maybe we, you know, a little got a little more roles than we would like. Maybe we got a little stretch marks because we didn't have children. Maybe, you know, our hair, we don't like our hair or maybe there's just something that's not making us feel beautiful or there's something internally. Maybe we wasn't affirmed as a child. Maybe our father didn't show up. Maybe our mother didn't show up. Maybe you you know, we were, you know, rejected in somewhere in our life. So these things created a wound and we never got healing from the wound. So now we're living out of the wound. 
And that'll create desperation. And that'll create low self-esteem. And that'll create low self-worth, self-value. So now I don't see myself as valuable. I don't see my voice as valuable. I don't see my needs as valuable. I'm willing to suppress my voice, my needs, myself for this person. For this person, because this is what I think I need. And so I found myself ignoring the red flags. I found myself, you know, suppressing my feelings. I found myself going out of my way to prove to him that I, that I loved him, that I wanted him, that I desired him, you know, all of these things. And so I'm just, and this is early on because that's what happened when you really are not secure, when you don't have a secure attachment style. Your attachment style is how do you connect in a relationship, not just romantically, but in your friendships, in your, in your, you know, um, on your job, you know, with your children, just any type of relationship you have. How do you show up? How do you attach? And see, I didn't know then I had an insecure attachment style because of all of the wounds that I had from childhood that I never healed from. So now instead of being confident and secure in my relationships, I'm needy. I'm desperate. I'm romanticizing. You know, I'm not confident. You know, I am, um, I'm a people pleaser, right? Because I haven't done the healing. I haven't dealt with the wounds. And so I I was living out of a wounded place and living out of that wounded place. It helped me to, to ignore the red flags because I was so afraid to be alone. I was so afraid that if I didn't just keep on being in that relationship, knowing that these red flags were showing me, this is not going to end well. <laughs> this isn't a good relationship. Uh, this is doing more damage than it is good. Um, you know, I seen it, but there was something in me that helped me to be so blind to it at the same time. And that was my emotions because my emotions told me, but if, if I end this, what if I don't get someone else? And so my emotions began to lie to me. And, and, and because I was believing that lie, I stayed in a relationship I had no business being in. And this is why it's so important for us women, even as we're waiting on God, even as we're believing for our spouses to do that work in internal healing. Because if we don't, we repeat the cycle and we find ourselves dating the same man with a different face. Right. Amen, sis. Yes, it's so important because when you don't have that healing and you're not whole and secure and you don't know your value, your worth, you tend to now take anything a man give you and you accept it because you don't feel like you worthy of anything better. And see, I stayed in that relationship. And from the very beginning, God showed me who he was. But because I wanted a relationship, because I thought that relationship was the answer to my problems. I thought that relationship was going to fill this void, this aching, this wound that I had from all of the disappointment, from all of the failed failed relationships, from the abuse, you know, from the sexual abuse that that I never got healed from as a child, from the rejection because my dad would make promises and he wouldn't keep them, you know, and then next thing you know, I don't feel like I'm good enough. So then I'm looking for love. I'm looking to try to feel this this void that really is a father wound with a man so now I'm just I'm I'm taking anything he give me even though what he 
even though what he's giving me, it could be pain. Even though what he's giving me could be creating more damage in my soul. I stay because I'm too afraid to, to, to stand up for myself. I'm too afraid to be alone because see, when you alone, you got to deal with you. You, you got to be by yourself. Yes, God's mercies are renewed every morning, and we thank God for his mercies being new every morning. But we also thank God for the wisdom that he give us, right? Wisdom is the principal thing. And in all that getting, we get understanding. We got to have the understanding that the Bible says for us to guard our hearts, right? Guard our heart with all diligence, for all of it flows the issues of life. So when we don't guard our hearts by Paying attention to the red flags, because see, that's discernment. That's Holy Spirit showing us, like, wake up, stop. Maybe you need to think about that. Maybe that ain't what you should do. That'd be Holy Spirit. But a lot of times when we're in the flesh, we ignore the unction of Holy Spirit. At least I know that that's the case for me in, in these relationships. I was ignoring the unction of Holy Spirit. I can't blame nothing on God for what happened to me, especially in my last relationship, because I went through hell, literally. That man nearly destroyed me. Um, I went through so things that I never thought that I would go through in life because I was ignoring the unction of Holy Spirit because I thought I knew better. Right. Or somewhere in my mind, I thought God was holding back on me. Right. So I continue to stay in that relationship. And I seen red flag after red flag after red flag after red flag. And God wanted to prevent me. He wanted to prevent us from getting into situations that can hurt us, that can harm us, that can create more damage and we can, can create more wounds. But see, we got to use our discernment and our wisdom to listen to that. And so I didn't. And because I didn't, I went through things that I never imagined in my entire life that I would go through. I thank God for his mercies. I thank God for his grace being sufficient because he finally, when I was ready to yield and surrender and submit and believe God, he helped me to get out of that. Because I don't know if I would be here today talking on this podcast, being able to exhort and encourage and help edify my sisters in, in to the importance of don't ignore the red flags. If it wasn't for God's grace, because I don't know with all honesty, if I would be here because this man who I was dealing with, I had no idea. I had no idea who he really was. See, that's the thing about God, right? He's all knowing. He's all knowing. He knows the beginning from the end. He sees the things. Thank you, sister, for the likes. He sees the things that we don't see. He can, he knows the thoughts of man, right? He weighs the heart. So he saw and knew the things about this man that I didn't know. But because I was so blind and drunk with, with lust and, and with emotions and what it was I wanted, I, I didn't listen to God. And so God, because again, we got to want to listen to God. We got to yield to the wisdom of God. We got to want to follow the will of God. He gives us a choice, right? Joshua told the people, he said, choose thee this day whom you going to serve, right? So it's the choice. And my choice was I followed my heart. When the Bible tells us in Jeremiah, our heart is deceitfully wicked and who knows it. 
So that's why when people tell people just follow your heart, that's not the greatest advice because, you know, our heart can deceive us. See, my heart wanted love and I stayed in a relationship. And to be honest, there was no love. Never at one point we said the words love, right? See, because that's what we do. We trick ourselves to thinking love is a word. My God, we just say, I love you. I love you. But see, the Bible tells us in first 13, first Corinthians 13, four and eight, love is actions. Love is patient. Love is kind. It rejoices in the truth, right? It doesn't demand its own way. It doesn't boast, right? It, it, it's not self-seeking. It bears all things. It hopes all things. It believes all things. Love never fails. So when I, when I took the scripture and I began to examine my relationship against the scripture, there was no love. There was an idea of love, but there was no love because if there was love, he wouldn't continue to hurt me. If there was love, he wouldn't continue to damage me, to destroy me. He wouldn't continue to disrespect me, to humiliate me. You know, and then I did things too. You know, I talked to him crazy because I didn't know how to submit. You know, I, I would, I brought my own baggage into the relationship because again, I didn't take the time to heal. I just went, I got out of one relationship, ended up in another. And so again, you know, me not being healed in myself because I can't put all the blame on him because he did what I allowed him to do because I stayed. Because I ignored the red flags and I'm talking about them flags were so red. Them flags were so big, like, I I have to take responsibility. Because Holy Spirit, that's the thing I love about God. He don't give up on you. Holy Spirit, continue. I was with this man from 2017 to 2020. Broke up with him. Kept going back. Don't even know why I went back. Because nothing about our relationship was good. We had good moments. I'll say that. There were good moments. But the... Overall, the overarching theme, everything was toxic. Everything was bad. I cried more than I've ever cried in my life being in that relationship. I was the most depressed. I was the most stressed. I had no peace. I was the most confused. I was the most tormented. I mean, it was just, I was in a constant state of darkness and, and pain just constantly. And even when I would think there was a light at the end of the tunnel where it seemed like maybe something was going to shift or change it didn't and it, it just got worse and worse and worse and the more the longer I stayed the worse it got but I had to take responsibility because I know that the red flags were there I had every opportunity to leave and I say hold on yeah. Yep. See, and I just was having sister, sister. I just was having a conversation with my neighbor literally a couple nights ago about that very thing, um, because I knew somebody who did that. I knew somebody who ended up marrying um, their high school sweetheart because she got pregnant in high school. They had babies, you know, this and this and that. And he felt guilty. He felt guilty, so he married her, but he never stopped cheating on her, and he never really was present in their marriage, and then they ended up getting a divorce, because getting married for the wrong reasons, like, again, that is a recipe for disaster, because we're not 
really doing it for the right thing and we don't have the right foundation because i almost married this ex that i'm talking about if i'm honest lord knows we had a marriage license we were planning a wedding i kid you not january 9th 2018 we got a marriage license january 10th not even 24 hours after we got our marriage license, I got in the worst accident of my life. Um, Could have died. Almost went out the windshield. My whole car was totaled. Ended up with a back injury so bad that I had to immediately have a back surgery. And they said that some of the injury was permanent because it was that significant. Not even 24 hours after we got a marriage license. And if I didn't think that was a sign... If I didn't think that was a sign. So this what I'm saying today and the reason why I'm so passionate is because it is so serious for us to not ignore the red flags and to do things with the right heart and the right spirit, with the right motive and allow God to lead us and trust the leading of God and not continue to be incredulous or unbeliever when God is showing you something about a person or even about yourself because it can be dangerous. And that wasn't even 24 hours later. And I still went forward and trying to plan a wedding. This is how in a strong delusion I was in just because I was so afraid to be to be alone because I wanted a relationship so bad and I wanted to be loved because I was so broken and I was so fragile and I had these wounds that I had since childhood and I was forced to compartmentalize my pain I wasn't I didn't have a voice as a child when I had got you know sexually uh, uh, molested I didn't have and then when I did tell a different time when someone else violated me as a child my my mother didn't believe me And so that damaged me so much so that now I didn't want to use my voice because I'm like, I said something and I went to the one who was supposed to protect me, my mother, and she didn't. And so I had all these wounds that I never, that I never worked through, that I never healed from. And now I keep going, looking for love in all the wrong places. And I stayed in that relationship. So we Still was trying to plan a wedding and we was making plans. We was getting a venue. I had somebody planning the event. We was, I, I was, you know, ordering the stuff for the food, the dessert, you know, just, we was like the whole shebang. We were planning a wedding and something in my spirit <laughs> just was just, I felt so uneasy. I felt so uneasy because like I said in the beginning of the podcast, like he, from the beginning, he showed signs. There were very clear flags or signs, right? He was very inconsistent. He didn't keep his word. He would disappear, you know, and just wouldn't answer the phone, wouldn't text, wouldn't call, nothing, and then just reappear again. And so I always felt like he was cheating. There, you know, as women, we have that, right? That's a, that's a gift from God. We have that level of discernment. We can, we know it's like we may not have the physical proof in the moment, but a lot of times, we know something ain't right in our spirit. And I just knew something wasn't right. And so I just prayed to God. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? Yes. And we always justify. Come on, sister. Come on. This is why somebody got to really start speaking out to help us. Like, no, let's stop trying to justify and rationalize bad behavior or dismiss that unction that we have inside. Because that's there to protect us. It ain't going to lie. 
And so I said to myself, Lord, I can't marry him if he cheating because I don't want to enter into a marriage like that. I don't believe in divorce, you know. And so I just was like, Lord, and I did. You know, his phone was in my name, and so I had access to the call log. And so I would pull his call log periodically, and I pulled the call log. And he had, unfortunately, he had was talking on the phone all day, every day. It was so full of all kind of numbers, all kind of people, numbers out the country, everywhere. But it was one number, and it had to be Holy Spirit because it was so many numbers. I mean, his call log looked crazy. I didn't, but I didn't know he was on the phone that much. But out of all the plethora of numbers that were there, there was one number that kept jumping out at me. And long story short, I ended up calling a number. Sure enough, a woman answered. And there it was, right? The answer to my prayer. I'm like, Lord, show me. If he's cheating, because I can't marry him. So, okay, I got, I got my answer. And I called off our wedding. But I stayed with him. Sad to say. Because there, again, there was just something in me that just felt like I was so used to abuse. I was so used to abuse, right? And I was so used to having somebody tell me they love me, but it didn't, didn't hurt me. So instead of having the courage to leave, I call off the wedding, but I stay with him. And so I went through... <laughs> So I'm talking about, it's just so sad, all of the things that I endured. But the the thing about it is, ignoring the red flags was really what kind of just catapulted me into this toxic relationship that ended up being toxic, ended up being abusive, ended up being dangerous. Because again, I found out um, a few years after we were together that he had a whole secret life. Um, he had a double life. There were a lot of things about him that I really didn't know and some things he was into and things he was doing that now I got a soul tie with him. You know, there were some spiritual things, you know, in that, you know, you and that's why we got to be so careful. My God, we got to be so careful, especially those of us who are believers, because we have to understand we are spirit beings. The spirit realm is real and it exists and demons are real. And anybody, especially to somebody in the world, but all of us are subject to be influenced by some an evil spirit. And so he wasn't a Christian. He claimed he was, but there, he was in no way walking as a Christian. He wasn't going to church, nothing like that. I was still going to church and, you know, doing all the things, but I'm sinning. I'm shacking up, right? You know, we fornicating. So really, I'm, I'm really, I'm lukewarm. You know what I mean? For real, for real. I'm double minded. And what the Bible says, when you double minded, you unstable in all your ways, but I'm not really even living a, a godly life before him or even could could be a light because I'm too busy sinning with him because he's not even a believer. He's not even a Christian. So that was number one right there as a believer, as someone who's waiting on God and, and desiring a godly marriage. The, the One of the first things we should be looking for in a man is do he have a true relationship with Jesus Christ? Is he walking with the Lord? Does he have fruit? Do he just go to church or is he living the word? Do we have relationship? Is 
Is he praying on his own? Is he fasting on his own? Is he seeking God for on his own? Is he, is his life, you know, in alignment with the word of God for himself? And see, again, that was another mistake. Desperation and brokenness allowed me to make. It allowed me to look past the major thing was he wasn't even equally yoked. We wasn't even living the same lifestyle. But again, I was able to justify it because here in my mind, oh, I could draw him to Christ. I can get him saved. I can pray him into the kingdom. Sisters, let me tell y'all something. The word of God is real and it is true and it is powerful, right? And it is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. But someone has to want to be saved. I have prayed, I have fasted, I have declared the word, I have had other people praying with me, I have fa- had other people fasting with me to try to get this man saved, and he never got saved. You know why? He didn't want to. Sometimes we want something for somebody that they don't even want for themselves. But that's what not thinking out of a logical mind or a healed mind will do to you. It will just give you all of these just these strong delusions and you'll begin to believe them. And so he never changed. He never stopped doing the things he was doing. He never stopped lying. He never stopped cheating. He never stopped being disrespecting me. He never, you know, he's never stopped not coming home. Like he never, not one time, but in the same breath can say he loved me. And even would go as, uh, as far as to ask me to pray. Pray, talking about, let's pray together. Let's fast together, manipulating me. Because he knew that that was something that was important to me, even though I wasn't living it the way I should have been. He saw that I didn't give it up, though. I stayed, you know, in my word. I stayed worshiping. I stayed fasting. I stayed, you know, and that was the thing that kept me, if I'm honest. Because if it wasn't for my, my, my being committed, even though I was in sin, I was still committed. That is really what saved me from really fully black siding and, and truly being overtaken by darkness is because I held on to the word, even though I wasn't living it. And so all of that time, I'm sitting up here thinking I can change him, thinking if I love him enough, oh, he'll love me back. He'll stop hurting me. No, he never did. He never did. He was, I would be crying, hurt, just bawling, just my aching because of something he did. And he would look me in my face with the coldest stare and tell me to get over it. Because there was no love there. He was taking advantage of the, of my insecurity, of my low self-esteem, knowing that I wasn't going to leave or I didn't want to leave because I was too afraid. If I left, then I would be alone. So ignoring the red flags, I ended up getting in a relationship with a man that I had no idea the monster he really could be. But see, God was trying to spare me by giving me unction, sending people. God sent a person to tell me not to get in a relationship with this man. Literally, somebody knocked on my door and I ignored it. I had red flag after red flag. At some point, the flags became all the colors of the rainbow and I still didn't listen. He was consistently hurting me, consistently. I've caught him. I have seen him with my own eyes with a woman. I had a woman come to my home. I had a woman send me naked pictures of him in her bed. He's come home with scratches on his bed. I mean, you name it. And I stayed. So 
all of the blame can't be on him. It has to be on me because at the end of the day, there was, there's a heart issue. There's a soul issue with me that why am, why do I feel so unworthy that I got to accept all of this for some, for a relationship, for a man, right? What was, what's so broken in me, right? Why am I so desperate for a relationship that I will allow myself to be abused over and over again, knowing that it's breaking me? And a lot of that came because I didn't heal from the things I needed to heal from, because that's one thing that I think is important. The reason why we don't or we're not able to trust the red flags or, you know, really believe the red flags is because we haven't dealt with our own issues. Sometimes we just feel so unworthy and we know the things we went through. We know the things that happened to us. We know our past. So when we get a little attention from a man or when a man is looking, uh, looking our way, we're so, we're, we're so elated and we're so overtaken that we just settle for whatever. We, we, we settle for whatever and we find ourselves thinking, well, or saying, at least he this, at least he that. But why do we think we deserve the least? When God want his best, when, when, when God said every good thing and every perfect thing come from above. So the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it adds no sorrow to it. So if you in a relationship and a person, because not is even if a relationship is ordained by God and, and, and God uh, aligned y'all together, it's not to say that there won't be issues. It It won't. It's not to say that you won't have to deal with that or a person may not hurt you. But it's the practicing, right? It's the perpetual. It is the consistent. It's the consistent fruit that they're bearing. Because why do we think God wants us in a relationship that's bringing us sorrow? Because that was another thing that I got to confess that I did. I somehow, some way, tricked myself into believing that he was my husband and God sent him to me. Now, that, that was a lie from the pit of hell. But because now I'm sinning, I'm fornicating, I'm shacking up, you know, I'm doing all of these things. Now the enemy has an opportunity to come in, right? The Bible tells us about seducing spirits. You know, the enemy now can come in and he can plant lies and he can plant seeds, you know, of deception. And so now what I'm thinking I'm hearing is God was really the enemy because now I'm in, in the enemy's territory because I'm not living out the word of God. I'm not doing things God way. Why, why do we think God sent us something? that's going to cause us to sin against him or going to pull us away from him. He's not going to do that. Yes, we do end up confirming on conforming on the standards of this world and not hear from God. Yeah, because the world is going to tell us, you know, to follow our heart. The world is going to tell us, oh, girl, you know, just stick with it. You know, he'll change or girl, don't worry about that. Long as he's taking care of the home, long as he paying the bills. You know how many women <laughs> that I know in my past, like who just stay with a dude just because 
they're the dude is financially taking care of them but they miserable they always cheated on he having babies all around the city you know he's always constantly caught talking to with another girl you know he don't come home you know he's doing this and that and the third but they somehow trick themselves into thinking they win it or they're or they got something simply because they got louis bags and you know they drive a nice car they can go shopping they got designer clothes but you trade and all that and you and you're really you're you're losing because at the end of the day whenever that man decide that he tired of you and he want to move on to the next girl that's what he normally do that's what he normally do. And then where we at somewhere sad, bawling our eyes out, broken, falling apart because we didn't stayed and we didn't gave and we didn't, we didn't overlooked and we didn't forgave and you know, we didn't just stuck it out and we didn't had his back and we didn't support it. We didn't done all of that when he was consistently showing us who he was. When a person show you who they are, believe them. No matter what. Believe them because that's who they are. See, I was refusing to believe. I wanted to believe. <laughs> I fell in love with his potential because that's what we do. We do that as women. We see a man and we begin to, you know, ignore the reality of a person and we get so caught up in the potential of who they could be. But how many of us know that some people don't see their own potential or some people don't want that? That's not what they want. They don't want to be better. They don't want to do different. They comfortable where they are, but we are so, you know, intoxicated by their potential and by the potential of what they could be that we steadily are trying to fix them. You know, because I found myself because I was so needy and I was so broken that I always was trying to fix a man. So I ended, I always ended up with a, with a builder, a builder bear. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to build a man because he broken. Right. Because he wounded because he got issues, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm finding myself trying to fix him, trying to make him, you know, trying to, you know, get him to be better, to see his own potential. And he don't see it in himself. And so I, I fell in love with the idea of who he could be. Could he have been a, a, a good man? Yeah. Did he have good qualities? Yes. Were there some good things about him that I really, really loved? Yes, absolutely. But. Overall, the consistent, his consistent pattern and behavior was he was not wanting to be that man. He didn't want to stop cheating. He didn't want to stop lying. He didn't want to stop not coming home. He didn't want to stop. And he never did. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. And it, it comes a time, sisters, where you got to choose you. I don't care how many years you done been with a man. I don't care how many kids you have with a man. If that man does not love you, if that man is not honoring you, if that man is not adding value to your life with something other than sex and money, if he is not, you know, helping you bear fruits, if he's not drawing you closer to the Lord, like if, he, if there is no clear evidence of you truly be the blessing of the Lord makes rich means it adds value to you. You should become better. Right. 
if the man ain't doing that, if you're constantly sad, if you're constantly in turmoil, if you're constantly stressed, you're constantly confused, you're constantly depressed, you're constantly looking after him, trying to figure out is he cheating, go, you know, going through his phone, you know, all that. You're constantly arguing. There's no peace, right? Then we have to be honest with ourselves and stop ignoring the red flags. Stop ignoring that unction in you that's telling you, sis, something ain't right. That's telling you he he lying. That's telling you he cheating. That's telling you that you need to leave. Don't believe the lie that you can't get better. Trust me, that ain't God's will for your life. God's plans for you is for hope in the future. It's not for destruction or for harm. To bring you to an expected end. You got to believe the word. You got to believe God's thoughts towards you is good. Jesus did not die on the cross. He was not beat, mutilated. He wasn't nailed. He wasn't pierced. He didn't have a crown of thorns on his head just for you to be in a miserable relationship with someone abusing you and manipulating you and taking advantage of you and hurting you. That is not so. And, and it's, yes, it's not easy. It took me a long time to leave him and not go back. I went back several times. Why? The soul tie. Because we was having sex. We was fornicating. That created a soul tie. See, sex is created to bind you to your spouse. That's why the Bible tells us in Genesis 2 and 24, for a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and they become one flesh. That That is what sex does. The covenant, the vows, yes, all of that together. But sex is one of the main components because it's a natural and spiritual transaction. You become one flesh with whoever you have sex with. There's a soul tie there. And so now you find yourself, sometimes we want to leave. Because for a minute, I, I was ready. I wanted to leave. But it was so hard. It was so hard to break that soul tie. It was so hard to, to really, you know, like to just let walk away. And even after I would walk away, something kept pulling me back. It's because I created that soul tie by fornicating with him. And it's, I had to do a lot of fasting, a lot of praying, a lot of crying out to God and just asking him to help me for me to break that. And these are all the dangers. Some women don't make it out. Some women get with these, get with a man and, and he is, is a abuser, you know, and whatever the case may be. And some women, they, they stay in it and they miserable and they, and, and they feel like they in prison and they are not happy. Yes, people might post pictures on social media. Yes, people might post stuff, you know, and do they reels and they stories, get they perfect pictures on. But some of them people, they're just pretending because behind closed doors, they're miserable. Behind closed doors, they want to get out and they don't know how. Behind closed doors, they don't want the embarrassment. They don't want the humiliation of, of it not working out or breaking up and all of that. So they stay in it. I have family members. My aunt, my own aunt told me when I finally told her the truth of what was going on because I didn't have on my wedding ring. And I had to tell her why. I was so embarrassed. For so long, I stayed in our relationship and I hid what I was going through because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I didn't want people to see I failed again. 
I didn't want, I didn't want people to see or know really what I was going through. So I would fake it and I would put on a smile and we, we would get in front of people. People would come to our house. We would have dinners, whatever. And we would be pretending. Like we was the happiest couple, the, the best couple ever, couple of the year, all putting on the show. And I was dying inside. I was miserable. And so I finally had to start being honest with people. And when I told her and let her know what I was going through and all that, she looked at me with the most serious face. I'll never forget it. And she said, don't ever go back. And she said, because some of us don't get out. And I understood what she meant because I know that she has wanted to leave my uncle several times. I've even was trying to help her at one time when she reached out for help, but she kept going back and she is still in that relationship today and she's not happy. She's miserable. She didn't tell me out of her mouth how miserable she was, how she can't stand him, how she he makes her miserable, but she won't leave. She's 50 some years old, pushing 60. And living a life of misery, turmoil, and torment because she she don't have the strength or she afraid or whatever it is that's keeping her from leaving. That is not the life God has for you. That is not the man God has for you. And even if it is, this might not be the time because God's plans for you are for good. God did not set you up for failure. He wants you to thrive, to prosper, to be happy. He said he withhold no good thing from the upright and the righteous. Why would he withhold a man that's going to treat you like the woman you deserve, how you deserve to be treated? He not. We got to trust him. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to be single. It's okay to go take time and heal. So not even just the man, you know, might have issues or might have some shortcomings or, you know, might have some, you know, character flaws. You might. I did. I had my own issues, my own habits, my own hangups, my own brokenness, my own toxicity. Right. I had my own. So I had to deal with me. So this, this, this episode is, is it worth the wait? Yes. It's worth the wait. Don't ignore the red flags. It's better to be alone and be happy and have peace than to settle and ignore the red flags and be miserable. Sis, redefine your worth. Tap into your purpose. Walk in your true identity. If you don't know how to do that, I can help you. I have a coaching program. It's called Redefining a Woman's Worth. I have a website you can go to. It's www.redefiningmyworth.com. I can help you in those areas. I can help you start walking out your healing journey because that's what led me here. I had to go on a healing journey, and that had to start in 2020, really in 2019. And I had to even go to counseling. I had to go to counseling. I went to counseling for almost two years straight because I needed to deal with me. I needed healing. I needed wholeness. I needed, I needed to become the best version of me because if, if he who findeth the wife findeth the good thing, am I the good thing? Right? 
We can't put all the focus on the man. Type the link. Okay, I'll type it. We can't put all the focus on the man because we, the Bible says we a good thing and he obtains favor, right? The Bible also tells us that a wife, a good, a good wife is, uh, like a, a capable wife is a crown to her husband's head. Would you be a crown to your husband? Or would you be like that nagging woman where the Bible said he'll rather be on the roof than to dwell with a, with a nagging woman? You know, like, will you be like rottenness to his bones? You know, so we have to make sure that what we want in a man and what we're expecting in a relationship, we are capable to give. So it's mutual. So we're not just, you know, focusing on Lord. I, I need this kind of man and he needs to have this kind of character. He needs to have these kind of traits. He needs to have this kind of heart and this kind of this. But Lord, make me the suitable woman. The Bible says, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him, I'm going to make a helper suitable for him. Are you suitable? Are you able to cultivate an environment of peace for that man? Are you able to, to, to be quiet, to be meek? Are you gracious? Are you faithful? You welcome, my love. You know, it's like there are things we need to be as women. And this is why, you know, I have this and even this ministry, you know, redefining a woman's worth is because we need to be the, the daughters of Zion, the daughters of Jerusalem, the women of God, the women of virtue. You know, that Proverbs 31 woman, we need to be, a, you know, a virtuous woman. You know, who can find? A virtuous woman, right? A, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Like we need to be that. We need to embody the characteristics of godliness. We need to be able to do that. We need to get rid of this independent woman mentality and understand that God didn't create humankind. That's why he said it's not good for man to be alone. So if it ain't good for man to be alone, you should, but you gotta assume it's not good for a woman to be alone either. We need one another. It's a balance. That's why it's not good for man to be alone because he's imbalanced. But will he get yoked up with you? Will he get in covenant with me? You know, and then will I bring even more imbalance because I'm still broken? Will I hurt him because I'm still hurt? So these are things that we have to consider as we're waiting as we're waiting on the Lord to to allow us to cross paths with our husband and allow him to choose us, are we ready to be chosen? Right? And so I just thank you, ladies, for joining me. Um, always please share, comment, um, you know, like. Um, this is what I do every Friday. Um, I love to just help my sisters, right? Because we need each other. This is a community of sisterhood. We're all in this together. We may be on different parts of the journey, but we're all trying to get to the same destination, right? We all want to be healed. We all want to walk in, in our true identity. We all want to, you know, know our worth and our value. We all want to display the love of Jesus Christ and to be godly women and, and, and to, you know, to really be the women God created us to be. 
And we got to do that together. And we may not know each other personally, but it's still a community. It's still accountability. Accountability. You know, we can still, you know, you guys can always reach out to me, um, leave a comment, you know, connect with me, go to my website. You know, you can um, message me directly from there. And, um, you know, and I will connect with you, you know, because we all need help. Right. None of us can do it alone. And sometimes we just don't know. Like there were a lot of things I did not know concerning relationships. Sad to say, because I'm well into my 30s, but I just started learning in these last years what a true, re- healthy relationship is, what that looked like, what it, what, what it requires, you know, the importance. Oh, praise God. I'm looking to come to um, South Africa in March. That's so interesting. Yes, we'll be on um, my church. will be coming to South Africa in March. So that is amazing. Look at God. We are we all need each other. And so I just am so grateful for all of you who tuned in. Um, obviously, God had a had a particular uh appointed time for you guys today there was something he wanted to say and minister to you and he's still ministering to me i'm on this journey as well and i'm just grateful for the impartation of wisdom and even experience the lessons that we learn because no one thing with god there is no losses no matter what no matter what kind of relationships you had you didn't have no matter if you divorced if you're single if you only been a baby mama if you ain't never had a relationship it doesn't matter. There is no losses. There's only lessons. And God said that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. So no matter what you've gone through, the good, bad, indifferent, the ugly, God can work it together for your good if you allow him. If you will yield to his to his leading, to the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. And don't be so in a rush. Don't be so desperate. Don't do don't think that you ahead or more don't think the bible says don't think more of yourself than you really are because that's you know when the enemy come in and that's pride comes before the fall you know sometimes we so focus on the plank in somebody else's eye you know the speck in their eye but we're not we're overlooking the, the plank in our own eye i had some things i should have i myself even if he was the greatest guy who's to say that if he was the greatest guy but because i had my own brokenness my own toxicity, right? I needed my own healing that I wouldn't have came in and destroyed him. So it's a two-way street. And you and we just we can't expect something that we're not. You can't expect a healed, healthy man who is just this perfect, you know, this perfect ideal of a man, but that's not what you are as a woman. And we have to be honest with ourselves. And it's okay to say, you know what? I'm broken. It's okay to say, I'm not okay. It's okay to say, I need help. It's okay to say, that hurt me. I'm not over that yet. I'm still struggling there. It's okay to say, I'm not ready for a relationship because I can't give you what I don't have, right? I'm not whole. I can't love you if I don't love me first. That's okay. It's okay to take that time because that's that that is the best thing you can do for yourself. Is invest in you because you only get one you. Invest in you and become the best version of you, sister. And know that when you are ready, you're not gonna have to ask God. 
He's going to bring the man because he already said in his word, it's not good for man to be alone. You're not going to have to ask him. Adam did not have to ask God for a wife. He didn't even know he needed a wife. The Bible don't ever say that he did. The Bible says God saw it was not good for man to be alone. And then God said, I'm going to create a helper suitable for him. Adam was busy doing what God created him to do. He was naming animals. He was having dominion and subduing the earth. He was in purpose. Right? He was doing what God called him to do. And in him, doing what God called him to do, God looked at him and said, you know what you need now? You need Isha, which is Hebrew for wife. That's the prayer. It says, Father God, prepare me. Make me a the suitable helper for my husband. Give me the heart that I need for my husband. Give me the capacity, the grace, the compassion, the love for my husband. Help me to be a to be peace for my husband. Help me to be to for my husband to have so much favor when he connect with me that he know it must be God that has done this. Right. These are the prayers. Help me. Lord God, created me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. Lord, remove the residue of my past, of my failed relationships, the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the disaster that tried to overtake me, the reek, the memories that are trying to torment and taunt me. Heal my heart, Lord. Restore my soul in the name of Jesus. Lord, make me. Create me to be the suitable helper for my husband. When we begin to pray prayers and focus them on us, that's when we'll see God move. We will see him move mightily. Why? Because now we're not we're not putting all the attention. Even if you are married and you don't feel like your husband is where he needs to be or he's still struggling or maybe he ain't came into Christ or maybe he may just be doing things. The Bible says that you, even if you marry an unbeliever, they're sanctified through you. But the way to win an unbelieving spouse is in, in your character and how you live before them. Not by nagging, not by beating them over the head. You know, not by, you know, manipulation, but you just living out godliness before them. You walking in holiness before them. You walking in grace and compassion before them, right? You will. And yes, Lord, remove all the triggers from your past. Yes, Lord. Because see, nothing is impossible for God, right? And so, yes, sometimes the situation is what it is. But at the end of the day, we got to let God do it. We have to surrender and submit to his leading his way. And so we'll be able to see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. We'll see the miracle, right? We'll see the miracle if we truly release it to God and we truly just obey. Just obey. That's all we got to do. And we just got to keep focusing on us. Yes, it's hard. Yes, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody and you see all their flaws. Yes, it's hard to ignore it. Yes, but. The more you focus on yourself and your flaws and the more you just at, pray for them genuinely, God will work that out. Because who's to say your husband's still not going to have areas he need to work on? So you're going to have to know how to cover him in prayer. You're going to have to know how to pray for him.
You're going to have to know how to go to the Lord and not say everything that's on your mind. Because, see, that's the problem we have as women. You know, we don't be slow to speak and slow to anger. We 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 mad. You know, he, he didn't got on our nerves or we in our feelings. And we just start blurting off at the mouth. But God said, you know, the thing that is most beautiful to him is when you are, have a quiet spirit and you meek. Do you know how to hold your peace and go to the Lord? See, these are things that God wants in his daughters and how we are to be supposed to be godly women. We're not supposed to be like the world. But this is why we can't be out of order and we need to allow God to heal us if we need things to be healed from. We need to take time to be single and learn ourselves. We need to take time to truly cultivate our relationship with God. So when we do get a husband or a man, we don't lose our relationship with Christ. And we turn our marriage or our husband into an idol. So there are so many things that we need to have in order and need to be in place before we even get to the prepare for marriage. But the number one thing that will help us sustain in the waiting is especially, you know, you abstinent, you know, you really want to honor God with your body, with your life. Right. It's not easy. But it is worth it to honor God, to put him first. He will reward you. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So don't give up. Know it's worth the wait. Don't ignore the red flags. Don't ignore the unction of the Holy Spirit. Don't settle. Don't settle. The moment you settle, you forfeit your, you forfeit what God really has for you. Trust God. And know that he will not fail you. So thank you all again. We're going to end the podcast here. I am just so elated. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for just tuning in. Thank you for all of your comments. They were so appreciated. So they were so relevant to this conversation. I thank you so much. Um, I pray God has blessed you, has ministered to you. There is something that was said today that really is going to help you in your walk, in your journey. I pray that God blesses you and keep you, that he makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and grant you his peace. And I want you to know.